welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 8, another great text that sheds light on who Jesus is, what he can do, why he's here ministering. So let's jump right in. And getting into a boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. That was probably Capernaum, by the way, kind of the home base for his ministry. That's where Peter's mother-in-law was, who he healed in chapter 8. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. Now with this statement, Jesus seems to indicate that the man's illness is related to his sin. That obviously isn't always the case, and maybe that's not the case here, but in general, all corruption that is experienced in the world, whether it's in the form of sickness or death or disappointment or failure of some kind or what we would call bad consequences, it all stems from sin generally. But this isn't necessarily saying that every time you see somebody who's injured, it's because they committed a sin. There's just a chance that might be the case in this instance because of how Jesus addresses him. Another thing we should address is that Jesus seems to be doing this because of their faith, the people that brought the paralytic. And while that might be indicated in another story later on in the Gospels, I don't know if that's what this is saying. He's just simply acknowledging that the men had faith, both the men who brought him and the paralytic who was lying on a bed. Behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, this man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, time out right there, Jesus throughout the Gospels knows the thoughts of the people who are around him. He's omniscient in that way. And so whenever we hear Jesus asking questions, it's not because he needs the answer for himself. It's because he's trying to get the people to realize what they need to realize, and the way to do that is by him asking a question. We know that he knows thoughts of people because it says it right here. Knowing their thoughts, he said to him, why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier? For me to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk? So the problem that the Pharisees and the scribes and the teachers of the law are having with Jesus is that he is in no position in their mind to grant forgiveness of sin. That is only something that the priests can do after Israelite people have gone through a certain set of rituals, maybe related to the Day of Atonement, maybe related to sacrifices from the Old Covenant, etc., etc. So for Jesus to come on the scene and not just heal people as he has done before, but to grant forgiveness is a significant affront to these spiritual leaders in the Jewish faith. And that's why they say that he's blaspheming. So Jesus says to him, wait a minute here, what's easier for me to say? Is it easier for me to say your sins are forgiven, which no one could ever verify whether that happened or not because that's something that's internal and only viewable by God? Or is it easier for me to say rise and walk, which if I say rise and walk, everyone's going to know in about 10 seconds whether I actually have the power to heal a paralytic. And if I do have the power to heal a paralytic, then can't you assume that when I say his sins are forgiven, I also have the power to forgive sin, i.e. doesn't the miracle of causing a paralyzed man to walk convince you that I am God, I am the Messiah, I am the one who was to come. 
So Jesus says, for which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and went home. In other words, his authority and his power was verified. And because he has power over the natural world and over sickness and diseases, you can assume that he has power over the spiritual world and the authority to forgive sin. And when the crowd saw it, they were afraid and they glorified God who had given such authority to men. This is amazing. This is awesome. I would have loved to be there. Every time I read a new story here in the New Testament, I think, man, it would be so great to have been there for this one. And then I read one like this and I go, no, this one. No, what about this one? It's hard to pick which one would be the best, but this would have been awesome because Jesus, in a subtle way, if you understand what he's saying, as I've unpacked it, kind of takes these scribes and these Jewish leaders to the woodshed and kind of publicly rebukes and embarrasses them by not only healing this guy, but in healing him, proving that he also has the power to forgive sin. The crowd's reaction is noteworthy, I believe. It says that they were afraid. You know, we talk about the importance of fearing God, of being God-fearing people, and I think people misunderstand that. Like, we're not supposed to fear God like, you know, a dog fears uh, a wicked owner that just beats it mercilessly, or a kid fears his father who abuses him. We're supposed to fear God in a healthy way, in a reverent way, in a way that is based in awe. And I think that's what these people have experienced. They saw what just happened. They heard what Jesus just said, and their realization is growing as to who this is. This isn't just a miracle worker who can heal sick people and calm storms and cast out demons, but now he's claiming and verifying his authority to forgive sin. The entire religious order that they've been living under is being turned upside down, and in a good way. They were afraid. They stood in awe. They're kind of like, oh my word, what's going to happen next? Who is this man? And they glorified God. I hope that as you interact with Christ through his word, you and I stand in awe as well. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.